Hello and welcome to Fueled by Mania. I'm Skylar. I'm Mickey. I'm Reed. And it took everything in me not to scream right after you <laughs> hit the record button. I'd like, appreciate it if you didn't. No, I mean, I feel like it would add a little bit of spice. It would let everyone know what they're about to get themselves into. Oh, a spicy. wonderful introduction to this wonderful, <laughs> pure, wonderful... It's all of us saying our names and then just screaming. Kind of spicy. Could that just be a full podcast episode one day? Is how I'm long Reed. I can, uh. <laughs> how long I can scream for, and then we're like, okay, that's it. That's the whole podcast. It's very on brand for the topic we have for discussion today. Today's wow, topic. Wow, what a segue! Did I call you Paul Blart? <laughs> Today's topic is horror movies. Ah! Spooky, scary. Spooky. What scary. scared you guys as a kid? As a kid? Yeah, like, what was the scare? Because, you know, everything, like, when you grow older, different things scare you. Like, for me, I apparently hated Barney. Like, my <laughs> mom would turn Barney on, and I would freak the fuck out. I'd be like, get that, get that fucking dinosaur off my television screen. <laughs> Mother, I'm looking you in the eye, and I'm all, telling you. All the things that I've been scared of as a kid, I'm still scared of. Me too. So, like, <laughs> the apocalypse, or, like... You were four and being like, ah, the end times! <laughs> Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's called religious that's trauma. That's the religion, baby. baby. <laughs> that's called religious trauma. I was uh, just really scared of the dark. Still am scared of the dark. <laughs> when I figured out, when I figured out what the apocalypse was, ever since then I've been scared of it. Oh, you know what? I am also deathly afraid of the apocalypse, but not really. I don't think it's like for the same reasons that you're scared of the apocalypse. I got like a different. More materialistic view on it. Oh, you just don't want your shit on? Well, not even that. It, or I guess it, that, kind of, but also just, like, I have that ever-lying fear of what will I do with my animals? How am I going to start? Like, I'm a very... I have that fear, too. I, yeah. I'm constantly, like, if, if the world ends tonight, what am I going to do with, with Penny? What am I, what, what's going to happen? How am I going to be able to feed my animal and... Oh, well, and I have diabetes, so it's like, how am I going to get insulin? You're going to have to go rob yeah. a bunch of hospitals. I'm going to go full Will Smith. <laughs> I am legend this shit. Just Start killing vampire zombies? Yeah. <laughs> well, this week's episode is about horror movies, so... Are you trying to hold back a burp? Yeah, I really am. <laughs> I apologize. Classy. Get your shit together, man. I apologize. You get your shit together. Disgusting. I'm drinking a damn bubbly. It's bubbly. <laughs> and he's drinking a White Claw. Don't forget I that. I haven't opened it yet. Because <laughs> he that. is the whitest Mexican you'll ever meet. <laughs> I'm not even Mexican. Wow, a wex- Wexican, if you will. <laughs> for, for clarity, I am half Colombian, not Mexican. Wow. Um, You're Christopher so- Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> so before we jump into the topic of of horror movies. I did want to give a little update from last week. Um, I did receive my cosplay for Kazuichi, and I just tried it on before we recorded, and it doesn't even go over my shoulders. It's because he's too thick. It's because my ass is too fat. Japanese sizes are usually very small, so a medium is more like a like a, like a small... Like no, Skylar. <laughs> it is because my ass is too <laughs> yeah, fat. Yeah, his fucking dump truck is just... My goddamn... It won't park in the... Scrumptious, it won't park juicy the, ass. Dude, the clap of your ass cheeks is way too much for the costume to be able to handle. My juicy ass. <laughs> juicy ass sounds like a really bad band name. Uh, juicy ass, new band name, called, called it. it. <laughs> so... Who wants to start it off? 
Well, I guess a, a good point that we all like to make is that horror movies nowadays are very reliant on just, like, shitty jump scares and a lot of just, um, so, like, relying on the sound and spooky music and things as scaring, and I think it's a very cheap, like, cinematic trick. Oh, I agree. I, I hate the big loud noise equals scary exactly. in like a lot of modern horrors oh my god bro that was so scary they literally played the music right when it happened and it just scared me so bad i i think a big proprietor of that is bloomhouse <laughs> uh, sorry if we like sorry bloomhouse but there like, are some good blumhouse there, movies. there are there are i'm not denying that but i'm also saying um at the same time they try to push out as many horror films as they can in the year. Well, yeah, because how else are they going to make money? Exactly. And half of them are not good. Um, my favorite Blumhouse movie to talk about is Truth or Dare. Um, my <laughs> because it is just so fucking awful. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't... Spoiler for the end of the movie. But if you've seen any of the trailers, the whole premise is these stupid white kids go to Mexico on a trip... They fuck with some shit that they shouldn't, and now demons are forcing them to play truth or dare. And so if they choose truth, they have to choose the truth or they die. And if they do, they choose dare, they have to do the dare or they die. And the end of it, 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 it's a circle around things. So the group of friends has to keep circling the truth or dare until one of them gets killed or something. So their solution is to truth or dare the entire world. They get a, they they record a YouTube video and they're like, we have a question for you, truth or dare, and it somehow it works. So they have the entire world getting like getting eviled. <laughs> Absolutely genius, mate. And that's that's movies right now. That's horror films right now. Well. I gotta say, we watched a Blumhouse movie the other night that was really good. We did, yeah. Um, it wasn't the best. But before but was... we go into that, I did want to say, the entire time that you've been talking to me about Truth or Dare, because Nikki has brought this movie up. I need them to watch it. Plenty of times. <laughs> I forgot that that movie existed, and I thought you were talking about the Netflix, like, Oh, the shitty uh, would you rather? B, yeah, shitty yeah. B-movie would you rather. Um, so I've had the wrong impression of what movie this is the entire time. Yeah, it's I remember movie? seeing the trailer for Truth or Dare in theaters and being like, that's fucking stupid. Is yeah. the Netflix adaptation the one where they're all in that, like, the... The whole, like spooky house and it comes up on the the TV or is that what no 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 so the would you rather one is the one that comes up all the fucking time when you go into the horror section of Netflix it's like the first one it has the razor on the eyeball because Netflix really wants you to watch it I have watched that it's okay it's not the best but um oh, I've seen uh, I've seen that movie I really yeah. the only thing that I can say about that movie is the twist at the end made me super sad. Oh, speaking of twist endings in Netflix movies, we just watched the newest Netflix horror film. I don't know if it's Netflix exclusive, but it's the one that advertised it the most, called 1BR. Oh, yes. Oh, Holy God. Phenomenal. Shit. Um, I feel like this is going to be a movie people are, you either love it or you hate it. It's definitely one of those that I'm going to see a lot of people that are fans of, like, 
jump scares or like gore movies like they're gonna, Saw, hate they're it. gonna be like that wasn't even scary it was what, how was that scary it's more of like a psychological thriller it's isn't it? it's heavily psychological yes but and there I, is some gross gore in it too like a yeah there bit. are little there are gross out moments but not overtly like it's not gonna be like saw or anything it's, no. it's not on that extent it's just it's just to show how extreme you know, they're willing to go you know what it reminds me of it's one of those movies that you see, and it's like, you see that part, and you're like, oh, God, oh, oh, no. It makes you yeah. cringe, like, all the way It's sort of like, oh, God, what is that movie? Raw? Oh, God. It's sort of like Raw, where, like, where it happens, you're like, oh, my God. And you have to, like, turn away from it. Yeah. If you, we're not going to go too much into it, because it's one of those, I feel like you should kind of go in blind. Like, we kind of had, like, we only had seen the trailer, we didn't look much into it, and we just clicked it and went. Definitely don't look too much into it. Just watch it. It's it makes it much better to make. Yeah, it, honestly, if if everybody had seen the movie in the world and it was like it was as popular as say like Saw or like Friday the Thirteenth, we would talk more in depth about it because at that point everybody knows. But it's a relatively very new movie. But it's new and it's on Netflix, so like obviously go watch it. It's called One Br. Um, it's super super good. Uh. I didn't trust Wonder Bread. I yeah. didn't trust Wonder Bread, and I, I didn't trust him for a reason, but it's it's one of those movies that, like, it gets your heart pumping, and it, and it definitely, like... It makes you think at the end. Yeah, at the end of it, you're like, oh, it, it's it's like a dread type of scary, that mm-hmm. you just, you're just like, oh, oh my god, that that's terrifying. And it that, leaves you with, like, a sense good. of, like, hopelessness, like, you don't, you, like, there's, like... And like, I love that again it's a very psychological kind of thriller or horror movie yeah it's very worth it i i give it like an i give it like an 8.5 out of 10 just because there are little tiny things that i was like you could have resolved that better but otherwise i was really um just a culty movie but i i really like the the way that they had gone about it it's it's phenomenal it's definitely one of the better ones i've seen recently because like i said i i and we all on this couch agree I'm not a big fan of jump scares or, like, cheap things. Like, I'm not a big fan of the Saw franchise. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of, like, I saw all three paranormal activities in theaters, but I'm not a big fan of them. Just because they do rely on, like, <gasps> big loud noise <laughs> equals scary. Yeah. yeah. The, the the parts I like, okay, paranormal activity I don't like as a franchise as a whole, but there are small moments within them that I do like. Like, I, I, when we were watching that, we we decided to watch the third one the other night. We weren't really paying attention to it. We just turned it on. But it's the scene where all of the furniture is up in the air in the kitchen, and it's dead silent, and then it drops down. That's a part that I like because mm-hmm. it's just – it's watching the actress's reaction to it. That That's a part that's good. I don't like the – I'm getting dragged down the hallway and there's a big loud noise. Like, that's the parts of the movie that I'm like, oh my god, just shut up already. <laughs> I like I like things where I walk away and I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like, oh, gross. But by gross, I don't mean like I just watch someone get tortured for an hour and a half. That's yeah. why I don't like the Saw films. Or, you know, Human Centipede. Or <laughs> Human Centipede is... People are going to think I'm a psychopath, but that's such a funny movie. You're just eating each other's shit and piss for yeah, like an I mean, hour I, and a half. I do that on Saturdays for free. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I I liked I liked 1BR because it, it gave me that weird feeling of like, oh, I am not 
safe. That is a good uh, point, though. Of I don't like horror movies that are overly gross. Like, Just to be gross. Yeah. yeah. Like they try to Terrifier. use terrifier. Terror. No, I'm fine. Oh, that movie's awful. Okay, we can get into that in a second. Finish your thought. Well, um, I thought of the example of like you mentioned Human Centipede. Have you seen Human Centipede two? I've seen all of them, baby. I've seen all of them. Well, I've seen the big one where they're in the prison and there's like a 400-person human centipede. I haven't seen that one, but oh, it's very cool. Oh, it's not cool. <laughs> it's stupid as shit. But the second one, for those ha- who haven't seen it, it was a take on a more traditional like French horror movie, I believe, where it's mm-hmm. all in black and white. A majority of it's quiet. Um, but it's just disgusting. It's uh, focused around a guy who's obsessed with the movie Human Centipede. Like, it's a very meta, like, it's a movie in the movie. And... He is so obsessed with it that he wants to recreate it, but he is, um, he's mentally challenged, so he can't uh, think of, like, the scientific part of it. He thinks of it very literal, of, I'm going to staple and duct tape a bunch of people together, like, ass to mouth, and he does it like that, and it's very gross. It very badly backfires, and, yeah. It is really, two is, is absolutely disgusting, especially the scene where, like, he gets up and he's got, like, shit plastered to his ass. Yeah. Like, homie. It, there's a difference between, like, actual scares and then just gross-out porn, and that's what I really get sick and tired of seeing in a lot of small-budget studios, is they're like, oh, if we just be gross, that'll count as the horror. And there's a difference, too, between, like, gore gross and just gross. Like, yeah. for instance, Terrifier is just gross. I don't... Mm. I never understood the hype of it. I like, Everyone online lost their mind. They were like, this is really cool. This is a really awesome horror movie. I watched it. I was like, this is just nasty. Well, like, there's like scene where he's literally just playing and piss and shit. And I, yeah. get, like, I get like it's like a an art thing. I understand that. But like... It's still nasty. It's disgusting. And, and like, yes, some of the kills are cool, and yes, the clown's design is cool, but, like, other than that, that movie sucks. The acting sucks. The, I don't want mean to, like, trash talk the actors. It's just the script was not good. Yeah. I didn't like anything about that movie other than the design of the clown. Mickey and I both agreed, and I was really happy because I thought maybe Mickey would be someone to be no. like, oh, I really like Terrifier, and I'm like, no. why? I think it's I, I think it's very poorly done. I think they try to copy too many tropes from classic horror films, but they do it in a way that is distasteful, and I find, I just, I can't stand watching that movie. And like, yet, somehow, they have been able to make sequels, and... <laughs> Like, one of my least favorite kills. Well, I mean, my... my, Like, she had sex or something, and he kills her by chopping her, like, all the way down, like... I was just thinking about that. That's, like, that's my least favorite one, because they force you to watch him chopping her down inch by inch, and it's just... It's one of those things of, like, you you could do this more tastefully. My, like, thing about, about, like, gore porn is what I call it. I don't like... For instance, I've said this like three times already, but the Saw movies and like Terrifier, I don't like stuff where like it's scary because it's gory. Yeah. That doesn't mean scary to me. That's not like... The only exception I can think of is the Hostel movies because to me that has a like, even though it is an extreme like uh, gory kind of thing, to me it has some resemblance of reality. Because yeah. shit like that does happen where you get well, snatched up and you're just tortured for no fucking bro, reason. Well, I like I like Hostel. Mm-hmm. Like I like the Hostel movies. I think it was a little it's a little slow starting, but like it has a good plot. 
my problem is with like Saw and like Terrifier is there really isn't a plot. It's just like, oh, big bad scary man kill. Like, yes, Saw has a kind of a plot, but it's not interesting yeah, to me. I, I'm sorry. I, I never understood why people praised Saw for the twist at the end of the guy being like, he has cancer. That's why he wants to kill people. Like, I have cancer, so I'm going to rid the world of the cancerous people. The, I only kind of liked the Saw movies up until, uh, spoiler, uh, I guess this whole podcast is a spoiler for various horror movies, but um, the mastermind behind the, you know, like the one that has the cancer and is killing everyone, he does die. Like, it, I don't remember what movie it is. Someone's going to fucking comment about it somewhere. But he dies, and then he has someone he has someone else take over his legacy to continue the games. And that's when I was like, okay, this is really, really stupid, and this was not needed at all. Well, and also, they decided to hire one of the Wahlberg brothers to be the star <laughs> of that movie. It's just, like, insane to me. Um, I, don't, I don't like stuff like that. I prefer movies like um, Delirium oh. and... <laughs> sorry, my cat just knocked our, my can off. You're uh, bubbly. I like movies like Delirium and and One BR where it's like it makes you think and like say what you will about Delirium. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought Topher Grace was amazing in it. It's one of those movies that the entire time I was like, oh, is is it really that person or is he just crazy? Like, is he just a, yeah. a psychopath? And then you find out like the the twist at the end. Um, I like movies that like that where I'm like, oh, I literally had to like pay attention and think the entire time. I don't like movies. I don't like scary movies where I go and then, like, I could literally just, like, tune out until the jump scare. Or, even worse, like, Chernobyl Diaries, one of the worst oh, movies. Oh, so bad. The worst movies in existence. That movie makes me mad how, me and, how bad it is. Me and the lad's gonna go on a trip through Chernobyl. Anyone wanna join us? <laughs> Mickey just radio rebelled when she said that. I, I'll do it again, bitch. Um, <laughs> she did do it again. <laughs> she Di- did in fact do it again Chernobyl Diaries makes me mad because I went and saw it in theaters and I thought oh this is going to be so cool like Chernobyl that's an interesting story like let's let's go see it that movie wasn't oh, oh wow in- unprofessional Reed just sorry, fucking sorry. Y- you um, burp you <laughs> nod you what else is get- you gotta disgusting. you gotta shit and fart on, ke- on a podcast too don't now? test me cause I <laughs> That's the next episode. We gotta save it. Okay, okay. Um, So I I didn't like Chernobyl Diaries because it wasn't scary. Like, it wasn't scary. It was just dumb. It was just cheap scares, bad choice of a um, found footage film. They could have done so much more with that. And I I also don't like movies that I see that aren't scary out of theaters. I agree with that. Um, I... (laughs) They... Reed and Skylar know this. I suck A24's dick like like no one else. Hard. I, but I also think that they're making some of the best horror movies out there right now. Currently, along with Neon, I think those are the two companies that are like making some really good things. Oh yeah, I fully um, agree. But I'm going to give one jump scare movie credit. It's only going to be one, and that's Insidious, hands down, because that's the one that actually does it correctly. If you're going to do a jump scare movie, do it like Insidious. That's mm-hmm. the only one I will ever there give is, props to. There is nothing wrong with jump scares, but I don't like jump scare movies. Like, I don't like movies that rely on it. Insidious, though, 
Insidious is phenomenal. It made me feel creepy. It made me feel weird. When I left the theater, I was like, I need to go home and pray. That is how, like, weird it made me feel. Yeah. And the reason I think the jump scares are done so well is because they actually build to it. It's not just random loud noise equals spooky moment mm -hmm. thing. They actually let you sink in, and it makes your brain play over and over, like, oh, God, is it going to go now? Is it going to happen now? What's going to happen? And it's it's just that moment of finally that it happens that it gets you. I've talked I, – I give this scene a lot of praise because I think it's the best well-thought-out like, thing in the whole film is the, the Tiny Tim kid dancing in the window. That's just so well done. That scene is the exact scene that made me go home and think, I need to – that's the scene that made me go home and look in all my cupboards to make sure there wasn't a tiny fucking I'm not, child. I'm like. not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. That scene scared me so bad that I went home. I saw Insidious in theaters three times and only finished it in theaters one time. I left two times because it scared me. Um, that scene scared me so bad that I went home and I, I just kept hearing, I had that stuck in my head for like hours. And I remember talking to my girlfriend at the time and I was like, I was like, I, I can't get this song out of my head. I can't get this song out of my head. <laughs> and we were both, we were both religious. We were both young. We were both religious. And she was like, just pray about it. Like, just get it. Just pray. Just get it out of your head. And like, to this day, that scene still makes me feel creepy. Because it's so, it's just, it's the perfect blend of that buildup, that suspense that's within you. And the uncanny valley of that boy dancing is just. Yes. Because he, because he looks like he is a child but you know it's not so your brain is playing the trick on you of like it, it's just that weird that weird field of like it's real but it's not which again is just uncanny valley but although i got i do have to say insidious i think three whichever the one that no, like stop that for one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whichever one they they like go into the lady's past i thought it was a weird choice to use a young actress and like voice over the yeah. old lady's voice onto her. I my big problem is a lot of these modern horrors think that they need to do an entire series if they do well. So it happened with the Conjuring, but they just kept uh, none of the ones after the Conjuring. I'm gonna get to two because two still kind of freaked me out. They should have just ended it after that. Like even the Annabelle movie was really bad. Like well, it then they had the Nun. And the Nun was one of garbage. the worst horror movies I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I'm gonna say a controversial opinion since you brought that up. I hate The Conjuring. It's not I my favorite. I think it is not scary. No. Every single time that I have tried to watch The Conjuring, my brain just turns off. Well, it's because the first hour of it is just it drags so long again it's the problem of the cheap the cheap jump scares of just oh here we go which is so funny because it is the same company and studio that made insidious you would think they would try to follow their blueprint of how well they did the jump scares there but no i'd say the only good part of the conjuring is the scene at the end where they're finally doing the exorcism on her but that that, it, that just takes too long to get there because mm -hmm. at that point you're like can you just can you just kill her already can you just kill the mom get that witch out Get that bitch witch. <laughs> Another movie that I believe that they really should have just kept it at, at like one and not made any other sequels. Have you guys seen The Boy? Oh yeah. my god. No, yeah. I know I know it's a bad movie. However, no, 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 no. I I don't mind the boy. Okay. I'm going to side Sorry, the boy. I'm going to side 
with Skylar on this. I like the boy. Okay, thank I, you. I don't... I... Out of every horror movie that's come out in the past few years, if they're gonna do a killer one like that, like they're gonna have a new face of like slashers, he's okay. I so was, don't mind him. I really loved how like in the beginning, uh, again, spoiler, whatever, but um, you couldn't tell if <laughs> this whole thing is just a spoiler. Yeah, spoiler yeah. alert for the whole podcast. Like, if you want to see a movie. We probably spoiled it. Like, yeah. Except for one VR. Yeah, that's <laughs> why we want you to go in blind. But anyways. But with the boy, you can't ever tell uh, if it's actual in the beginning at least. You can't tell if it's a ghost that's, like, possessing this doll or, like, what's going on. But at the end, it's, like, a twist of the boy that was supposed to be represented by the doll is living inside the walls. Like, he's very much still alive and stuff. And I think it was done pretty well. I, I, th I love that it was a twist of it's not a paranormal thing. It's like an actual like person doing all the shit. But I really do not like that they made a second movie. It should have just stayed at, at, at one. Do, isn't the, the second one like the, the the bitch from the first one has like a child or something? I don't know. I, I didn't, didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch it to be honest, but I've heard a lot of people talking about so. it. So I haven't seen two, I, uh, because I am also one of those people that thinks if the movie was good enough for a one but doesn't make sense to have a two, Why, don't yeah. make a two. Exactly. And so I won't watch the, the second versions of those. But I am agreeing with Skylar that it, it's one of those movies that, like, yeah, you can say whatever you want to about it, but it did make me think, like, oh, is this... Is this really going on? Is this what's going on? Yeah. And that's why I liked it. And I also I also really like Lauren Cohan as an actor. She's a great actress. Um, I just loved the psych out of, like, the whole beginning. You think it's a paranormal, like, haunted doll. And then it turns out, no, it's just a fucking man in the wall moving shit around. I'm going to say this. And you cannot shame me. Because I am a good Christian woman. <laughs> I say my prayers. Oh, God. I'm getting I read, ready to shame you I right now. I read my Bible. Do I, you? I say this as if I don't have, like, upside-down crosses on my eyes right now. Um, <laughs> I think that Brams is kind of hot. Like, low-key. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> low-key. Mickey. <laughs> Out of all the slashers, at least I'm saying him. Mickey. At least I'm saying him. Mickey. If I had to go, if I had to go hottest slasher, it would totally be that white boy from Scream. Yeah. The cute blonde boy. Billy, yeah, Billy. Yeah. He's Ski the Ulrich. Let me talk to you about Ski Ulrich. <laughs> well, like, First, but, but let me, let me, let's rewind this a little bit. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I worry about you. As you should. This is one of those moments. As you should. Second, yes, Ski Ulrich is fine. Yeah. I, I, like, the whole, the, the, both of them, uh, Matthew, Matthew and Steve. Matthew Willard? Yeah. Both of them. I, listen, if I ever met Matthew Willard, I would cry. Yeah. <laughs> both of them are so fine. So, like, they're number one for me. All the way at the bottom is Leatherface. I don't get how people, I don't, I don't <laughs> understand You don't think it. he's sexy? I think Edward Actually, is... no, wait, no, 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 wait. Leatherface, and then at the bottom is Jigsaw. Some people want to fuck Jigsaw, I don't get it. If you do that, I'm going to call the cops. Uh, sorry, guys. I paused the podcast because we have this Freddy Fazbear thing that we have to do every single time we record for good luck, and we didn't do it. He forgot. So let's jump right back in. Okay, let's so number one is actually Freddy Fazbear. <laughs> <laughs> I do love me a good killer animatronic. Oh, no. I mean, he is sick. 
He's fine. The but purple guy? It's been so... Actually, I don't want copyright. I don't want that. I don't want that on my conscience. I, so, anyways, no, I'm not done listing. <laughs> oh, um, I said contribute to the list. Um, Leatherface is like at the de- at the bottom, but the jigsaw is even farther below that. <laughs> um, and then Freddy Krueger. Um, people want to fuck him. I just want his sweater. <laughs> I don't get it. I just want his sweater. He's a pedophile. <laughs> I don't want to fuck him. I want his sweater. What do you think about Pinhead? I'd fuck. He's hot. What about Edward Scissorhands? Oh, a- absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. He's at the, honestly, he's at the top of my list for me. He's not a slasher. No, he's not. Skylar brought him up, but I'm still saying yes. Okay, but he doesn't belong in the conversation. Yeah, I was Skylar. just wanting to bring him up because he's sexy. He doesn't belong in the conversation, <laughs> Skylar. I was about to. I was. I was about to. Um, I was about to keep listing, but then I accidentally in my head I was thinking about Michael, and I was about to say Michael Bublé. <laughs> Michael Bublé is sexy. Michael Bublé is my favorite slasher because he kills those holiday tracks. <laughs> oh, Lord. Would, um, would Sweeney Todd count as a, as no. a slasher? No. Stop, Stop bringing up Johnny Depp. Stop naming Johnny Depp characters. That's another we episode. Get it. We uh, can do a whole list of Johnny Depp characters, and if the Mad Hatter's not your number one, I don't trust you. But anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. Oh, speaking of Johnny Depp, he, he has done... Two phenomenal, uh, I know he's done more horror movies than two, but he's done two that I absolutely love. One, Secret Window, phenomenal. Two, Nightmare on Elm Street. Where he's hot boy in crop top. Where he's hot boy in crop top. I was going to say The Ninth Gate, but. The Ninth Gate? The Ninth Gate? The Ninth the ninth Gay. <laughs> yes, Nikki, the ninth gay. Um, My favorite slasher, so RuPaul. For those of you, for those of y'all that don't know what the ninth gate is about, it is a it is a thriller, kind of like Angels and Demons, where Johnny Depp Finish your burp. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's okay to take where, a pause. It's like where, the John Mulaney thing. Take a pause, John. <laughs> where, where Johnny Depp plays this man who buys rare exotic books. And oh, so uncut them. gems. Yes. He sells them to, like, rich people for whatever. This man wants to buy a book that is supposedly written by Satan. And then he goes on this big adventure to find it, and I'm not going to spoil the end, even though it's a really old movie, but... He gets his holes resized by Satan. Yes. Basically, it just gets crazy. It's it's another thriller. It's, it's really good. I don't know if you can really call it a horror movie, per se, but... If you like occult weird things and you like like being confused about shadow governments and shit like that, definitely watch that. We're talking about a good occult film. Can we talk about The Omen? Not the rest oh. of them. Not the full series. The first one. Only the yes. first one. Yes. Very great movie. This is for you, Damien. But I, I love... Okay, here's the thing. Classic horrors are classic for a reason, like The Omen. But I... I'm going to be honest, I, I like the old slasher fix, but not to the extent that some people do. Like, no. some people dedicate their entire, like, decorations to being, like, well, all the slasher flicks, and, that, like, they talk about it all the time. Yeah, that brings me to my, to my next point that I was going to make, is that I think everybody has an era of scary movies that they're, like, obsessed with because they it might the 1800s they <laughs> i love their films <laughs> they either grew up in that time or they you know their parents showed them those films when yeah. they were younger and they're like into it because of that 
for me, and this is this is horrible, and no one no one on this couch better come for me for this shit. I, I really I can't agree to that because you came for me for saying Brahms is hot, so you better choose your next words carefully. <laughs> so I've had this discussion before. Y'all know I'm a huge fan of like early to mid two thousands horror movies. Early to mid two thousands horror movies are they're bad. Oh, yeah. Like, they're bad, but there's something about that era of movie that was, like, they were popping out interesting-ass titles all the time. And whether or not they were executed well, they were popping out good movies. And I know, I know, I know all you people in the comments right now saying, oh, Scream isn't technically... It was made in, like, 98. It's technically still an early 2000s movie. Scream. One of my favorite horror movies of all time. Of course. I have Ghostface tattooed on me because I love that movie so much. Um, <coughs> another good one is Haunting in Connecticut. That was like what? 2007? Oh, that, yeah. that was what I was going to say when we were talking about The Conjuring. Is like, If you like haunted house movies, just watch Haunting in Connecticut. That movie's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Amityville Horror. The, the, the remake, remake yeah. with Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. I think it's better than the original. I'll agree with that. A lot of people disagree with me. They're like, no, that version's stupid. It sucks. Okay, you know what? I don't like the version from 1970 because I'm not a fan of 1970s movies. I'm just not. Like, I get it. That's where people grew up. That's what they like. There are movies from that era that I like. I love Hellraiser. I love Nightmare on Elm Street. There are movies from that era that I genuinely enjoy, but I'm not a big fan of the classic horror movies. And a lot of people are because they grew up with that. But I am a fan of, like, the Scream era. Yeah. And, like, um, what's, oh, God, what's another one? Haunting Connecticut. There's one, like, the Final Destination movies. I know what you did last summer. Like, those era yeah. movies. Because that's where I grew up. That's what I grew up with. That's what I watched. And then, like, there's, like, the mid-2000s where, like, I was, like, a teenager. And I was watching those with my girlfriends in theaters. So I like those because of those memories. But, like... I like those era of movies, and I know that it's not the most popular, and I'm going to say this, and I know Mickey's going to agree with, disagree with me, because I can see it in her face. She knows what I'm about to say. It is my guilty pleasure movie. Oh, no. <laughs> the Boogeyman. Stop it! <laughs> I'm going to call someone! I'm going to call I, a priest or a therapist! I love all of the Boogeyman movies. Stop it. So much. Stop it, love. I don't They're know not I... good. They're not good no! movies. No! They are not good movies, but I love them all so much. I love the second one where they're all in the asylum and May, May what's her name, is in it, and she's the emo girl that, like, cuts herself or whatever. I love those movies. And they remind me of a time when like, I would... It's like you just admitted to me that you like the sci-fi horror films. You're like, I love Sharknado 3. Like... <laughs> Would you even call Sharknado a sci-fi film? It's on the, no, it's on the Sci-Fi Channel. That's what I mean. Oh. It's like no, it's like the mass-produced sci-fi horrors, you know. I do kind of like sci-fi original movies. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> do you like them because of the camp that they have, or do you like them because you think they're good? Because I can. He's I'm laughing, gonna, which makes me believe he thinks that they're good. I'm going to harshly judge you based on your answer. Okay. He I thinks like, they're good. I can tell by the laugh he just had. I don't. No, I don't believe you. The laugh that just came from your body tells me that you think they're good, and you don't want to admit it to us because you know you're going to get your ass beat. I can appreciate that for the camp that they have, 
Let me talk. No! Let me talk. I think you've done enough. I think you've spoken enough. Let me talk. Let me talk. So, let me give you a little backstory to why I like those horrible things. They remind me of a time where I would go over because I didn't, I didn't like stay at my dad's house when I lived with my dad for a while. I would always go to my girlfriend's house and hang out with her family, and her family loved like horror movies. That's actually where I got my horror start. Is that I like, I of course, you know, when I got my start with horror movies, it was my mom showing me like Dracula and like Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte and like Psycho, and she also made me watch it and like Children of the Corn. So I always had like those horror movies that I liked, and like I liked The Shining and stuff, but yeah. I didn't watch. I didn't watch a lot of horror movies until my girlfriend at the time, when I was in, like, eighth grade, her uncle had, like, a box of, like, old VHS horror movies. That's not creepy. And they were... <laughs> Just a box? Of little... horror movies, yes. Like, was it a creepy old... Like... I had a box of VHS Disney movies. I have this a like box even of scarier. DVDs. <laughs> I, sometimes I worry... Like four! <laughs> sometimes I worry about Skylar's... Uh, definition of scary. He could look at himself in the mirror and be like, I'm bald! All, <laughs> I, can, <laughs> all I can imagine is like a creepy chest that has like rusted locks no, and No, it's like it. a cardboard box yeah. of movies that he like, he when he moved in, he just never unpacked it. Okay. I have the same thing in my closet. He doesn't yeah. believe you. But, <laughs> that little um, smug grin on his fucking face so, tells so me. So in that box was all of the like 90s and like 2000s movies that I love, like Jeepers Creepers and Scream and like all of those movies yeah. and like Prom Night and stuff like that. All of the like 2000s, early 2000s movies that I never watched in theaters because I was, I don't like, I don't like being scared. I don't like it. So I never watched those movies. I was too much of a, of a scaredy cat. And then my girlfriend's like, oh no, you gotta watch this movie. It's so good. It's so good. So that's why I watched those movies. And then we started watching like B-rated movies because it, it was just funny to make fun of them. Of course. And we saw one like where like these kids were smoking weed and they like went through a drive-thru and like a clown killed them. I love that. We saw a couple of movies. Sounds like my Tuesday nights. <laughs> we saw this one movie and I don't know the name of it. Um, I'm, I'm bringing up two movies. We saw the, because her dad was like filthy rich. So he would be like, oh, you, you guys want to like rent a movie? Go ahead, just rent whatever you want. And we would, that's what we would do. We would just like sit in her living room and watch like all these B-rated movies on direct TV. There was one that was really good. I don't remember if it's good now. Like if I watch no, it now, I, I would, tell, I would I'm probably gonna answer, I'm gonna answer that for you. I would no. probably hate it. So it, it it's this girl works at a, a haunted house attraction, mm -hmm. and she um when she goes in with all her friends after hours, there's like scandalous. Yeah, there's like a there's like a thing that they bought from like a mummy's tomb or something for the house, and it like makes the attractions come to life. And it's really creepy, and it's really good. And there's another one starring the man from Limp Biscuit himself, Fred Durst, where he goes to this town full of rednecks. And I think it, it might be the sequel to 2001 uh, Maniacs. I think it might be, because I remember that Robert England was in it, and Fred Durst was in it. That's all I remember. But that's why I like those horrible movies, and we used to always watch the sci-fi ones. Yeah. Would always Because it was free, so we would just watch the sci-fi ones. And let me just say this, sci-fi loves Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah. He is in every sci-fi film I have ever seen. I literally, there was literally one where he played, like, a prisoner, and then he, like, became God. 
and it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But that's why I like those movies, and that's why I like like the shitty B movies because like we used to watch them all the time. It's like good memories. Like we used to go to Walmart and buy those like five dollar movie packs, yes. and it had like six movies in one. And we saw one that was so bad. I think I've told you this before, Mickey. It was like this girl they pick up on the highway, and they like tried to do that like um, that Rob Zombie like psychedelic thing where it's like weird colors and stuff. Like they tried to do that. Yeah. And then she, like, at the very end of the movie, they have a scene with, like, a building and a bunch of, like, construction trucks. And you can literally see that the trucks are, like, Tonka trucks. And there's a white-gloved man pushing one of the Tonka trucks. And it's supposed to be, like, the actual thing. If I could ever figure out what that movie is, I... I will pay someone to tell me what it is. It's so good. That did just unlock some memories for me, though, because I remember being in, like, um, like middle school, early high school, where I would buy those, like, value pack, whatever, DVDs from Walmart with, like, the five or so horror movies on them. And that was my favorite thing to do. And um, you had mentioned A Haunting in Connecticut, but I remember a DVD that I bought where it was, like, A Haunting in Connecticut and then also a movie called The Haunting in Georgia. I have that DVD pack. I think I still have it to this day. I remember that I had first picked it up, like I bought it when I was probably um, like 11 or 12, and then I could not watch it until way into high school because I had started the DVD. Now listen, I was a baby. I start, I picked it up, started, I want to say I started off the Conning in Connecticut first, and then I paused it 15 minutes in because I was so freaked out. And I was like, I'm never going to watch this until I'm way older. And then probably my junior year of high school, I picked it up again and I rewatched them. And the reason why it freaked me out so much is because I lived in Georgia before. So I was like, oh God, this was supposed to be like set in my hometown. Um, I personally, I will say this until the day that I die. Haunting Connecticut is probably one of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Um, I used to be a, uh, a funeral director. So the idea of like moving into an old funeral home and finding the old prep room and like being haunted by that absolutely phenomenal Mm -hmm. i love i love hey take a drink every time that i say the word phenomenal in this podcast (laughs) by the way um it's such a good idea and even though like it doesn't corroborate with like the actual haunting in connecticut story it's still a good movie yeah Mm -hmm. um i think i'm i will say also because i've said i don't like gore movies I, i like thrillers and this and that I also am a really big fan of, like, paranormal movies. Like, movies that have to do with, like, spooky ghosts or, like, haunted haunted houses. I mean, this even goes goes past movies and, like, I I watch ghost adventures, mainly because I think it's funny. Um, But I like shows like that. Or, like, have you, did you guys ever see A Haunting? Yes. It was, like, called A Haunting or something, and they, they always did, like, stories of haunted houses do you remember that cartoon network show that they did it was so long ago but it was kids that would go to these haunted places instead of the adults doing it no you don't remember <laughs> we me and my friends used to watch it like religiously because they went to places like alcatraz they went to like like actual like queen mary they went to big name places and they got, they always got stuff, which always freaked me oh, out. And dad, it was never, like, faked over or anything. My dad's been to Queen Mary. I would like to go. He got trash drunk on, on the Queen Mary. Um, I would like to go to one of where the BuzzFeed Unsolved Boys went. If 
uh, if y'all ever listen to this, hi, I would love to collab. Um, let me come with you. Um, they went to the Sally House, and yes. I, that is a dream of yeah, mine, is to yeah. go check that place out. Um, but I love I love shows like that, but I also, we, you and I have talked about Ghost Adventures a lot in the sense of, like, we love it. It's so good. We love it because of how overdramatic okay, it is. Okay, listen, Zach, Zachary Bagans, if you ever meet me, huge fan, <laughs> ginormous fan. I, the one time I went to Las Vegas, I tried to go to your museum and I didn't have enough money, huge fan. Please don't listen to the next things that I have to say about you. <laughs> just turn it off. Just <laughs> I have been watching Ghost Adventures since I was in maybe 10th grade. There are some spots in that show that are genuinely scary. And there are some spots in that show where you can tell that they're not playing along anymore. They're actually scared. There is one, there's one episode where they, I think they were at Lep Castle or something. And Aaron gets so scared because he feels something grab his ear. And it's one of those scenes where you can see the fear in him is real. And it's not like, oh, bro, I'm joking around, yeah. acting scared. Like, there's a lot of 90% of it, 98% of it is, you know, trumped up. Like, oh, I'm trying to act like I'm scared so that I get good ratings. And they've admitted to that. They have admitted, like, on camera that, yes, sometimes they fake footage because you're not always going to get something yeah. out of this. But and they have a show are, to make. They but have there to are have some, something. There are some instances where I'm like, oh my god. I'm a huge fan of Ghost Adventures, and I don't care what anybody says about it. I think it's a great show because even if they aren't being... like, Even if, even if you hate everything about Ghost Adventures, what makes that show hilarious to me is how serious Zach Bagans is about everything. everything the character of Zach Bagans is a phenomenal it's hilarious just, man it's just everything like he genuinely like all those weird cuts that they do where it's like weird and dramatic and they have like a light shining through their body he sat down with someone and said i want that bro you know it'd be really cool if we like are talking about this light and then you just have the light go, go through walk. us in this dramatic fashion like he he does that because he thinks it's cool, and I respect the hell out of the man. <laughs> because he went from being a wedding DJ to being a millionaire ghost hunter. We don't even know if ghosts really exist. I'm on the team but if they do. I, I am too, but if they don't, this man made millions screaming at the air <laughs> in an insane asylum at 3 o'clock in the morning. The one thing that I do like about Ghost Adventures, and uh, given I have not watched very much of it, but, and I don't know their names, but I love the one... <laughs> two white guys. Two white guys go to a scary it's, place. It's three. Three I, white guys go scary place. I, the thing that I liked about it when I had watched a few episodes is I like the one guy in the main cast who, like, genuinely seems like he doesn't want to be there. Like, he's oh, Aaron? So, like, he does not believe in ghosts, and he's just like, this is fucking stupid. I like him. <laughs> Well, Aaron doesn't. Aaron's not so much. He doesn't believe in ghosts. It's just they always make Aaron do the worst things. Mm -hmm. They always make. They're always like, oh, uh, men that come in this cell past two o'clock in the morning get raped and tortured and scratched by this demon. And they're like, Aaron, go uh, on in. So we're gonna put Aaron in there overnight. Um, <laughs> you're gonna no, buddy. You're gonna investigate that. But I don't cool. wanna. Cool. That's cool with you, right? No. And like, honestly, poor Aaron. He's been through so much. 
I'm, listen. Give a round of applause. Can we send Aaron a, an edible arrangement? Um. He's been through a lot. Like he he said that he had a spirit attached to him at one point that was so bad that he um he actually got divorced from it. Like it, it caused the end of his marriage, and he oh, left. I thought you meant that he got divorced from the ghost. They were no, married. No, yeah, no, the ghost no. were married. <laughs> no, it, it, he it caused such a strife between him and his wife that they had to get divorced, and um he. You know, he left Ghost Adventures for a while, and he's actually the one that, like, came out and was like, yeah, no, we fake evidence sometimes yeah. because cause sometimes we sit in a building for 24 hours and we don't get anything. And how are we going to put it on episode if there, if we don't get anything? But then, then he came back to the show, and then the original cast, Nick, who is actually how they all got started, is that uh, from what I have read, Zach was Nick's wedding DJ. Mm-hmm. And then that's how they met, and like they were like, "Oh, let's let's do this show." Aww. Nick actually left to do another show with some psychic lady, and it's like the exact same fucking show, and it's on Travel Channel, and I'm I'm obsessed with it. Um, but yeah, Ghost Adventures is so good because it's it's funny, and it's like there are some spot some po- some spots that are like a little spooky to me, and I and like I like that. I like that you know. Even if it is fake, it's cool that you hear, like, real EVPs. Because, like, Ghost Hunters, like, for instance, that show is more so, like, hope this thing kind of moved. <laughs> there was a dust particle in the air. That means it's an orb. Um, I, I, I've I, made my preference very clear to everyone in the room that I prefer BuzzFeed Unsolved. Just because I know those two don't fake it. Because Shade would not allow them to fake I it. I don't think you can compare the two though i mean yes because buzzfeed unsolved is by all accounts sort of a paranormal comedy show yeah of course zach bagans is a hundred percent he thinks he's serious serious. he thinks that people watch his show and go oh shit my god i i just i really like buzzfeed unsolved just for the for the sake of shane because I know Shane, like, the reason I know it's all true, everything that happens, because Shane would not ever allow them to do anything fake for it. He'd right. be like, no, that's bullshit. I do Fuck like you, goat man. I think the best thing that they have ever done with the most evidence is the St. Augustine Lighthouse. And that's mm. another reason I want us to take a day trip out there, because we are legitimately I've, an hour away. We, I've been. I've, I've been inside I've, of it. I have not been inside. I have been on the outside. Being but that, inside that lighthouse is freaking creepy. That is the reason I think Ghost exists is that episode because there was just too much yeah. inside that lighthouse that made me be like, okay, well. Well, I mean, I've always felt like Ghost exists because of just how I grew up. Well, that just solidified it for me. Right. I was like, that's the one. I was like, okay, Mary. Like, I mean, like, I, I obviously, I'm not going to go into this because we're talking about horror movies and like horror like shows and stuff, but like. I do want at some point to invite people on the podcast that have their own ghost stories, like have a little segment where people tell ghost stories, because I have plenty, and I think Skylar told me he has some, and I know my friend, uh, I know my friend from back home has a couple that she would like to tell, so I want to eventually, like, go into that, and, like, save that for another thing where, like, we just have people come on and talk about their own ghost stories, Yeah, that'd be really cool, Mm -hmm. but this is about horror Movies. Movies and shows. Um, so to get back into the thing, have you guys ever seen the show True Calling? No. <laughs> have you guys one. Have you guys ever seen the movie Bring It On? Yes. You remember the goth girl that like 
that Torrance becomes friends with uh-huh. and gets her to. So it's she's the star of it. I think oh, her name's she, Eliza Dushku or whatever. Love that. Um, she plays this girl who can like hear and see ghosts, and she okay. has to then like go tell people, go like reconcile to. Also, oh, Ghost them. Whisperer. It's oh like Ghost God. Whisperer. It's like Ghost Whisperer, but it's like creepier. I used to love that show. <laughs> I watched it as an adult, and I hate it. <laughs> oh yeah, any of those like ghost shows that you like? Like if you watch Ghost Whisperer now, it's dog shit. <laughs> oh, it's not good. I got, I got, I got one for you. I got a good one for you. Have you guys ever seen Lizzie Borden took an X? Stop, stop, You don't think Christina Ricci is great? Stop, stop, stop it. (laughs) I'm going to call the cops. (laughs) What's your opinion on it? Not good. Really? (laughs) I thought it was was You're like, I think it's great. This is the one who likes sci-fi movies. I think it's phenomenal. I like bad horror movies. I mean, I agree. I have to be in the right mood for it, though. I'm like, I got to have a laugh. I gotta have a giggle, but... There's a difference to me between a good, bad horror movie and then a just, like, like Terrifier or, like, Paranormal Activity 5, whatever they're on. <laughs> Whichever one they're doing now. It's, it's the difference between, like, okay, this movie is, like, try- I think if you're trying to be serious and it doesn't work out, then it's funny. That's great. That's why I like The Room. That's why I like shit like that, because it's, like... You tried to be serious, and, and it's just kind of corny, so it's funny. That's why I like all those B-rated movies and all those, like, sci-fi horror movies, because of the campiness and, like, the, the we're trying to be serious, we can't. Like, all that's hilarious to me. Yeah. We've mentioned a few um, Netflix original movies already, but have you guys seen the movie Hush? Yes, yeah. of course. That is a movie that I will stand by being very good because... Oh, it's, oh, it's so, so well done. It's... it's- Phenomenal. It highlights the realistic issue of, like, what if you are someone who is deaf and you are put into a horror scenario? And I just, I really like the way they went about that. I also think that, like, the the Purge films, uh, this is probably going to be controversial for a lot of people that hear this. I think it's going to be controversial to me sitting on this couch. (laughs) I only liked the first Okay, okay, I can accept that. I can accept that. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the idea I is good. I thought you were going to say they were good. No, I think, <laughs> the, <coughs> I think the idea is good, but they go they go about it in such a way that just caters to people that don't actually enjoy horror movies. They just want to yeah. go and see something that scares them. I'm, I've got a couple more little weird little movies up my sleeve I want to mention, so if you guys want to... A24 time! Oh my god, let's talk about Hereditary, let's talk about Midsummer. let's talk about The Witch, let's talk about, you know, just... The good ones. <laughs> Thomason? Uh, Thomason. I appreciate A24 because it is a, it is, it is an entire collective of directors and the, the company just lets them do what they want. They're like, this is your artistic vision. You are allowed to see it through. One of the, ex- the one of the movies I'm very excited to see from them, um, I showed Skylar the trailer. I should have shown you before this. I'm sorry. It's called St. Maud. It's supposed to come out sometime oh, this year. It looks just it yeah. looks so creepy it looks yeah, so it looks unhinged really good. and that's what i appreciate about a24 is they're not afraid to go to those places that make your skin crawl that's why i love hereditary and yes and, all that. and, and, and I, hear me out you're you're gonna hate me for this statement no, 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 no. i love midsummer but i'm not someone that can talk about it for hours oh, like you are. I so can. Anyway. <laughs> so I, I had this conversation in the car with Skylar the other day. Is that like, because he was like, we could talk about Midsummer, And I was like, 
I get that, but I there's not enough for me to talk I, about. I do appreciate it because I see how much effort Ari Aster put into Midsummer. It's good. It's a great movie. Oh, it's my favorite. I love the fact that he was ballsy enough to make it completely daytime. Throughout yeah. the, like, there was only one part that was really at night, and that's because it had to happen at night of the guy um, sneaking into the, the sacred holy textual right. place, right. taking the pictures. That's the only time that night really was important. I just want to know why the kid from Toy Story pissed on that tree. <laughs> Um, that's one of my favorite little nuances of the film, actually. Not the, tr- not the tree pissing. I don't, I don't care about that. Uh, the kid from Toy Story? Yeah, the kid from Toy Story. I love Sid. Oh my god. Great cameo. I love the fact that when they first enter in with the Harga and the kids are off playing, he actually asks, like, what are they, what are the kids doing over there? And Pele goes, oh, they're playing Skin the Fool. That's mm. one of my favorite little, like, little hints of what's to happen is because right. he gets, he gets skinned at the end and he gets put into a jester outfit. And that's like, I, I love Midsummer. I could talk about it forever because there are little things throughout the entire film that tell you what are going to happen to each and every single one of the characters. There's a scene of Danny after her sister does something. I don't know if y'all have seen it or not, but I also don't want us to get in trouble for saying what the sister did because that's... Mm. Um, but <laughs> Danny is laying in her room depressed and ab- above her bed is a blonde girl um, with a crown on kissing a bear. It's a huge hint to what happens at the end of the movie. They're, like It's just little things like that sprinkled without, like, hell, Ari Aster, in the first second of the film, put the entirety right. of it. And he's like, fuck he's, you, figure it a, out. He's like, a phenomenal director. He, he's so good. The Witch was so good. Uh, Witch was not Ari Aster. Was it not? No. Oh. Witch, uh, Ari Hereditary Aster has was. only done two films, and it is Hereditary okay. Midsummer. But I, the thing I really love about Midsummer again, is like the tiny little details they put into everything. Yes. Like, one of the things that blew my mind when we first had watched it um, was that if you'll notice as you're watching Midsummer that each one of the little outfits that they're wearing when they get there has a little uh, rune on it. It's like sewn into their clothes. And it, it, you don't really notice it as being anything important until you notice that every single person has one and they change depending on what happens throughout the movie. And the crazy thing about them is that, like, if you look up the meaning of each rune, it perfectly describes like what kind of person they're supposed to be in the movie. You know the part that really freaks me out upon rewatch is it's the scene where they're at the cliffs and the elders have to sacrifice themselves because they are of the of the age oh, that they God, have to. I can't even watch that part. Um it is the part where one of the Harga looks directly at the camera and then looks right back up. I want to I want to dissect that so badly because I'm like is that a hint? that the Harga knows more than what they're letting on? Do they know that they're being, like, is it like a, like, is it a commentary on, like, a 4D, break, like, wall break of, like, oh, my God, we know where this part is watching? Or is it just a hint of, like, hey, watch this shit. These old dudes are going to fucking jump off a cliff. You're going to see some brains, bitch. Like, ah, uh, watch this shit. Every flat earther's debate. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, there's just so many little things just throughout the entirety one of my favorite ones is during that the cliff scene. Um, the, the first sacrifice is screaming. He's like, why the, Why are you showing us? This is horrible. Um, and because he was screaming during their sacred time, that's why he gets his lungs removed and put on his back. It's because he was using his lungs to like be a disruptive force. It's just it, fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Just And it, it's the same with Hereditary, too. I know I keep talking about Midsummer, but I think both are on equal levels, personally. I think both have 
their own nuances that just make them so phenomenal. I like the fact that Charlie was the one that had to be picked because she had, uh, she like uh, the mom would never let her meet Peter, the uh, the creepy cult grandma. They would never let her meet Peter, so it had to be Charlie, like and forced into her the second Charlie came, like just little things like that throughout the entirety of the film. Like there's even a point where you can tell that they had chosen Charlie and they wanted her to be a boy because. Um, the, the grandmother makes, like, welcome mats for people, and it even says Charles on it, because it was supposed to be for Charlie. Like, it's just little things that I love. That's why I really like Ari Aster's directing. This is a little side note for, for Hereditary. There's a scene, the scene where he's getting water from the sink at the party is playing my favorite Flatbush zombie song. <laughs> that I've, like, it's the one that's like, fucking hoes, oh, fucking hoes. And... Not a lot of people know that era of Flatbush Zombies because that era of Flatbush Zombies is, like, not what they are now. Yeah. So when I heard, heard that song in theaters, I stood up and started clapping. You're like, yes! Um, my favorite thing ever was seeing Hereditary in theaters, actually, because me, so and my, me and my best friend Caroline had actually... Hey, shout out. I know you're probably listening to this. Um, we had gone to see it together. Um, we went to like the last showing of the night. It was probably t- I think that our tickets were like for ten thirty or ten forty five or something, just super fucking late. So it was us and a f- like probably just five other people in that theater, and we were all reacting together and stuff. And like I remember the scene where Charlie's head comes off, huge gasp, and it just goes dead, dead silent. silent. Yep. Like all of us were like, holy shit. Speaking of silence, we're gonna try and you know wrap this up, and and I have. Two more points to make, and then I'm good. Um, a Quiet Place. I think that is a phenomenal movie. I think John Krasinski is for his first directing. For his first directing, it was so, so it was so good. The way that he used sound in that movie. So. It wasn't the fact that when you when you every time that they panned onto the deaf girl, they made it to where you felt like you were deaf. Yes. Because the way that he used decibels and like and the sound itself to make you feel as if you had that problem because it was just yeah. it wasn't just like silence that we hear it was a different kind of silence it was it was nothingness i love that mm-hmm. but i got to say watching it on my tv at home not was scary. not the same because i didn't get the impact of the sound it's it's definitely a movie you need with a surround sound system yeah. although i hate the scene where she's walking down the steps and steps on the fucking nail mm-hmm. i was with a friend in the theater and we both were like oh my god that's the reason the saint mod trailer freaks me out so much is because that scene she's shoving the nails in her shoes uh, and just steps uh, them. um uh speaking of of movies like midsummer and like hereditary uh can we just talk about pure for a second why <laughs> if y'all ever had religious trauma you should definitely watch pure it's not the best movie. It's not the best, but it is for a Blumhouse film. It's, it's pretty made, good. Yeah. It's it's, it's good. It's got a good ending. They really they they took a you could tell they took a lot of inspiration from Midsummer, um, but they took it more of the straightforward religious route of like, we're going to talk about female purity within the Christian society and how it's an oxymoron within itself, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Like, they do bring up very good points of, like, well, why aren't the men pure? And, like, why is Lilith a bad person in the Bible? Well, and, like, like, even so much, and I don't really care to spoil this movie because not everybody's going to watch it on Hulu, but, like, even so much as, like, the girl sleeps with that boy, and then when he comes to, like, he comes 
at the end, he's like, I don't know you. Yeah, like, he's like part he's, of the whole thing. He's part of the whole thing. Like, he's allowed to have sex with this girl and make her impure, but he's okay because he was the one testing her. Yeah. It's it's things like that. Um, I think for people with uh, religious trauma, well, you'll really enjoy it, um, especially females with religious trauma. Especially, traumas. like, if you have grown up out of that and you're like, you're like, oh, well, you know, yeah yeah like they even go so far as to like talk about lilith which is crazy because not a lot of like new king james version christians know what lilith Lilith is is, yeah um and they even go so far as to talk about how like the only reason she got banished to hell was because she was made equal to adam Mm -hmm. and all this stuff um really good movie i would give it a five out of ten I'd go a little bit higher than that, just because I did enjoy a lot of it. There are scenes where it is cheesy teen movie, but I'm going to go, like, 6.5. Here's my problem with it. And I told you this when we watched it. Yeah, the end scene. The end scene is very edgy. And it's not good edgy. It's, it's, it's yeah. like, it looks as if a teenager who is trying to scare their friends wrote that movie. And that's why I, that's why I gave it a five instead of a six. Yeah, is because that scene ruined it and took me out of it. It's that it's that it's that typical thing of like you see in every Millie Bobby Brown movie, <laughs> where she's like, "I'm the hero. I'm the I'm the protagonist." Laugh like that kind yeah. of thing. Like like Millie, I I love Millie Bobby Brown. She's a great actress, but she ruined the new Godzilla film for me because of that kind of acting. Yeah. It is I, that like I'm, I'm this big tough scary entity, but I don't know how to act like that. Well, you know that mentality came from her being so young on Stranger Things, yes. And that's when the right the writers of that show being like, you are, yeah, the big bad of the show. So right. now she's like, oh, I do that in everything now. I do that, like. Well, and, and I know that's that has a lot to do with like the direction of the oh, movie yeah. and stuff. And I know that the, that the writers of the movie are like, oh, you have to act like this because that's what people are expecting of you. But like with pure, it threw me off because this this woman was not like that the entire movie, and yeah. then all of a sudden she's this edgy teen emo. Well, girl. it's because spoilers. It's because she gets possessed. She's by Lilith. supposed to, she's supposedly possessed by Lilith, but I also didn't like that they made Lilith out to be like I love the female range of that. I love like the like yeah. you fuck me over for years upon years, I can fuck you over back. But they made it was cool. Yeah, they made Lilith out to be like this like. Hot topic, edge lord of like, and that's why I didn't like, it was like, like Sasuke from Naruto. It was like, yeah. it was just like I am like the edgiest person ever. Which I think they could have done female rage in a much better way. They I could agree have pulled that, it off better. I did like it though. Yeah. Um, my other point. Uh, can we talk about the original Hellraiser for a second? Yes. Beautiful movie. Clive Barker. Mm. I, I'm actually reading a book by Clive Barker that's that's pretty good. It's about um, a demon who escapes from hell and like has has had his hand in like politics and stuff for mm-hmm. years. It's so good. But I started rewatching Hellraiser recently. I've seen the movie a billion times, but I never really paid attention to it until mm-hmm. now. And now I'm like, oh my god, it's so good. Like that story's so phenomenal. It's so the good. fact that he like the the Cenobites really don't even have anything to do with it until the very end of the movie. Yep. Like, that movie is really just about Frank being a piece of shit and, like, trying to, like, get people killed so that he can get his body back. Yeah. Um, and then, finally, before I shut up, <laughs> I have a bone to pick with Skylar on the couch right Ooh. now. 
Oh my god, you're not gonna talk about what I think you're gonna talk about. The babysitter, god, motherfucker. God damn it. Babysitter's not good, but it's not as bad as you make it out to be, Skylar. The only reason Sky- you don't like it is because Bella Thorne is in it. Skylar, yeah, sure do. <laughs> Skylar and I got into a huge screaming match <laughs> about this. Because, so dramatic. Because I rewatched it recently and I was like, huh. You know what? That is that. Uh, I will say it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen. And let me preference But it is a good movie. Let me preference this by saying that I did say it has been a really long time since I've seen okay. it. So maybe okay. if I rewatched it. Okay, but you still, you still, when we talked about it, you were like, "Oh, you mean that stupid Bella Thorne movie? I hate that movie. It's the worst movie ever." And I was like, "You don't even, you only don't like it because Bella Thorne." And then you had the gall, the absolute. to look me in the eye and tell me that is not the only reason you didn't like the movie and then a week later admitted to me that Bella Thorne is the only reason you don't like the movie you should wear a dunce hat sir no 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 here let me correct that see yes Bella Thorne is a huge reason why I don't like the movie because granted fuck Bella Thorne I mean we're all on the fuck Bella Thorne train but also I just didn't like how it same with everyone else who was subscribed to that OnlyFans god don't even get me started on that but I didn't like how it seemed kind of cheesy as far as a horror movie went guess what Cabin in the Woods is one of the cheesiest horror movies ever okay okay here's the thing here's before we start this here's the thing I asked him that night I said do you like the movie The Cabin in the Woods and he goes, yeah, it's a pretty good movie, man. It's really, it's a really good movie. And I said, then you should like The Babysitter because they are the same genre and they both pull off horror comedy in such a phenomenal way. I'm not even a big fan of horror comedy films, but Cabin in the Woods and The Babysitter pull it off so good. The only reason you do not like it is Bella Thorne. And I swear to God, I swear to Jesus, when you told me the truth, I wanted to fight you. Okay, listen, again and again, <laughs> if I were to watch it now, because when I watched it, I was probably in like early high school or whenever the fuck it came out. So if I watch it again. It came out in 2018. Did it? Yes. There's no fucking way. Yes, it came out it in 2018. Can... Okay, then. Let me correct myself. Late high school. <laughs> um, oh, isn't that spooky? Late high school. It's 2018. I graduated yeah, that, that year. I'm a baby. Anyways, um, if I were to watch it now, maybe I would have a different opinion on it. However, back then, I thought it was a pretty stupid movie. It was 2017. Because, okay, 2017, whatever. That is because you have the mentality at that time, of probably of someone who was like, I like scary movies, so they didn't understand horror comedy. Okay, I hate okay. a comedy, if you will. A comedy. I just hate a, or any a horror. I hate I like any comedy. situation where Bella Thorne is supposed to be in a horror comedy situation because she's not funny or scary. She's not even in the movie for longer than in than like thirty minutes. And she maybe, ruined the whole thing for me. Maybe twenty <laughs> minutes. Tops. And she ruined the whole thing for me. And her character wasn't even that bad. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it genuinely, if you were to watch the movie tonight, you would be like, okay, it wasn't that bad. And then I'm going to have to call you out on next week's podcast for saying this. <laughs> you know what? Next week's podcast, I'll, I'll watch it and I'll give an update of what yeah, I think before, about it. Before, before next week's podcast, your homework is to watch the movie with me 
and I'm going to record your reaction so no. you can't lie about it on I the podcast. I don't think that's fair. I no, that's my, fair. No, no, no. I think I need my genuine reaction to just, and I will, I will report honestly. But I think I need to watch it by myself him. and absorb it properly. I don't believe him either. Don't believe him. Because if I watch it with you, you're gonna pressure me to thinking. I'm that. not gonna pressure. I'm not. If we, if we watch it together, I'm not gonna even look at you. I'm just gonna watch the movie with you, and then. As soon as it's over, I'm going to pull my phone out, and I'm going to secretly film what you say <laughs> well, about it. Well, if you it. tell him you're going to film, it's not a secret. Because, hear me out, because he is going to tell me, it was a pretty good movie, and then get on the podcast next week and be like, fuck this movie, it's it's so fuck bad. Bella Thorne. See, I'm right. <laughs> I hate this movie so much, because Bella Thorne this, Bella Thorne that. It's not even a bad movie. They did the whole horror comedy 80s weird thing in a good way even though i thought it was corny that they came out at the same time as stranger things and did sort of the same thing it still is not a bad movie okay let me let me get back to you on that though speaking of corn though lads i gotta go shuck some corn in the field all right well i gotta go be a farmer on on that note in the in the the corn whatever the yeah, I'm, I'm in that, the tall grass. Yeah, I'm in that kid from in the tall grass. I gotta oh, go yes. scream. So um, <laughs> in some right. tall grass. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap it up. Um, we could definitely do a whole another episode on horror movies at some point. We probably will because I, I didn't even get through half the movies that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, and it's um, already an hour fifteen. It's already an hour fifteen. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Um, follow us on all of our social media. Everything should be at um, big booty at, bitches. <laughs> Everything should be at Fueled by Mania or Fueled by Mania Cast. I will update as soon as I get those set up. Um, we will drop the links in the description of everything. Um, you can follow my Instagram at Saint Diabetes on Instagram. It's either Saint Diabetes or Saint Underscore Diabetes. Uh, Skyler, I'm Innovative Fanboy on most things. On Twitter, wow. it's in- Innovative Fan BB. Is that B? Innovative fanboy TikTok verified cosplayer. TikTok verified. Oh my god! Uh, I am at Sea Salt Mickey on Twitter and on Twitch. So if you want to start, fo- if you want to follow me on Twitch, I'm gonna start streaming uh, pretty soon. Actually, as I was probably this week, but this video is not gonna go. This podcast not gonna go up at that time. So just go check me out. I'm gonna be watching. I'm probably gonna play some Fall Guys. So by the time that this is out. Mickey will have been recording on Twitch, so yeah. you'll be able to follow her on that. Reed will um, probably join me sometimes, and you'll probably I'm gonna hear Skyler's join, voice. I'm going to join sometimes. Uh, we're probably going to have a guest at some point on here. My m- One of my friends is letting me uh, do a guest spot on their podcast, so I said they could come promote their podcast on ours. Um, if you would like to send us any questions or, you know, ideas of what you want to it's talk big about bitches at gmail.com no anything that you want to talk about it is at fueled uh it's fueled by mania at, at gmail.com at gmail.com um don't know our own email god i don't fake fans so anyways um we we appreciate you guys we love you guys and uh take it easy